right. So you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go. Welcome to the I Am Northbound podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. What is up, my world-changing music artist? Welcome to episode number 41 of I Am Northbound. My goodness. Is it that time of the week again already? It's been that way, hasn't it? It's been, uh, the time seems to be going really quick. I think it's just that time of the year, like the start of the year always goes ridiculously quick because you look forward so much to Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating and then Christmas or whatever holiday is over, then it gets to New Year's and then by the time you like get out of holiday mode, it's already, it's already halfway through January, but you somehow mentally think it's like the start of January and you're always playing catch up. But I hope you're doing fantastic. Hope everything is great in your world. It's really cool to be doing this podcast again. I've got so many ideas. It's like I'm in that I'm at a point now where I'm thinking I've got too much stuff to talk about and I'm not sure which topic to pick for each episode. But today's episode probably won't be that long. I know I say that, then I'll go on to record a half hour show. But uh yeah, I don't think this episode is gonna be that long. Uh but I do want to kind of do it now because this is a topic that I've thought about doing for a while, but considering the kind of theme we've been on for the last few episodes, I think now's the time to do it because it makes sense. I can make it make sense to talk about it now, you know? Um, but yeah, just a little bit of uh, a bit of an insight into what I've been up to through the week. Uh, we have been flat out working on listen pages. I tell you, it's... Uh, I'm so stoked with where it is right now. Like it's there's there's features that I had thought and planned for them to be implemented within this year. So by probably by you know I was thinking that maybe by October, November, December, but they they're there now. Like we've got the Listen Hub working, uh, which is like your master directory. We've also got where you can see where in the world your most committed fans are within like a 40 kilometer radius. Crazy stuff. Like this is all absolutely smashing it over here and because of that i've uh, realized that um our first closed beta program uh we kind of just launched it and then didn't really talk about it for a few months and we had planned for it to be three months long anyone who wanted to count you could use it for three months um but we've been so hard working on different features and like we were still figuring it out like this is my the first time i've ever launched software so of course there's going to be like hurdles and things to learn then also on top of all the other stuff i'm doing in life like it, it it did require a lot of time so because of that instead of just saying well closed beta is over now and it's a paid subscription service uh we're going to extend the closed beta program by another three months now i know i've said that before but this is for the people who don't know if you want an account and you want to come and see what listen pages can do for your music career go to listenpages.com you can read all about it you can see what we're hard at work on you can see why i'm so stoked about it nothing like listen pages exists one of the questions i get from people when they first hear about it is okay cool so it's like youtube analytics or it's like the it's like the analytics i get in spotify and the answer is no listen pages provide you with data that you cannot get anywhere else and i mean that i'm not just saying that because i created it spotify and soundcloud or even bitly or google analytics whatever youtube like any other platform out there title if they even give them they can only give you two-dimensional data so to speak so yeah they'll tell you where people are listening they'll tell you how long they listen to through your song sometimes like youtube does that i think spotify does that too um you know it's just, just basic demographic stuff and that's like two percent of what we do at listen pages so what we kind of do is take that data and add depth to it so add it turning it's like three-dimensional shaped so we actually handcraft an algorithm that allows when users interact with 
your pages with your listen pages. I'm trying to think not to use specific terminology. Uh, but yeah, when users interact with your listen pages, like when you put content out there, we measure various points of behavioral data. Then it goes through our handwritten algorithm that we're constantly tweaking and refining. Um, spoiler alert, that's what we've been working on for the last two weeks. And that's what I'm about to tell you about how refined the algorithm has become. But we are constantly refining it and making it even better and clearer. So you can see in front of you, not just where people are listening to you, but how committed those people are. Now, obviously, finding out the commitment level of your fan base is the most important thing you can do as a music artist. Like, you know, if you find out you have a thousand plays on your YouTube video, so what? Who cares? Like, how many of those thousand people barely knew you? How many of those thousand, you know, were just a little curious, but only were checking out because they'd heard off someone else about you, you know? How many of them were fans? And most importantly, how many were true fans that would buy something if you released it? Heaps of music artists are promoting each day to audiences that are ready to buy, but they're, they're just not promoting any offers. They're just promoting about what they're up to in their life in their upcoming shows or whatever, but they're not providing like merch for sale or, you know, VIP packages or anything cool like that, that their fan base would be ready to buy. Other people on the other, on the other hand are asking their fan base to listen to their music and their play counts aren't going up. If that's you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what that's like. I remember back in the day when I'd released music and no one had listened to it. It sucked. That's why I built listen pages. I wish I had that when I was in a band because it allows you to see, oh, that was a loud noise. Uh, it allows you to see in front of you what your audience looks like, the commitment level of your audience. So you know what to promote to them. I put it this way, if you were about to go out on stage and promote your music and you got told you were allowed to promote your music to a crowd of people, wouldn't your promotion or the the way you would go about the promotion or the method or the wording you choose change based on if you knew whether they knew something about you already and loved you versus an audience that had no idea who you were? Think about that. Obviously, your message would change, right? But on social media, you probably going out there blind and just trying to guess what your audience is committed to or liking or not liking or whatever. And, you know, it even comes down to on different social platforms. You might be trying to sell stuff on Instagram, yet they might not be ready to buy yet, but your Facebook audience might be. So, Listen Pages allows you to see your audience. It's not a complicated thing. Uh, and you'll be able to grow more, connect more and sell more than ever before. That's how we put it. I, I finally found a way to sum it up because it's, it's so new that I don't really know how to explain it properly. And you've probably heard if you're a longtime listener of the show, that I, I've never really had the clearest way of explaining what it does. Because realistically, when it comes down to it, saying it's analytics for music artists that help them grow, um, you know, that's kind of boring. But Listen Pages isn't boring. So it's been trying to find a way to explain why it's better than just analytics data. Uh, but yeah, I figured it out. It's uh, Listen Pages is your mission control for global music domination. That's exactly how you should see it. It's your evil genius HQ where you've got all your world map in front of you and see the world, how much you're taking over and where you should prioritize, you know, your focus for not just online, but offline. I mean, like you, you could actually see in front of you where is worth putting like a show on. Imagine if you found out that you had enough people in another country to be enough of a reason for you to organize a world tour over there. Game changing, right? Well, that's the power of Listen Pages. Anyway, so you can come and get your account for free. All you have to do is send me a DM like below the show notes of this podcast. You'll see where you can contact me. It's on Instagram, it's Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N, John Evans. Or you can email me, Jason, J-A-Y-S-O-N, J-A-Y-S-O-N at listenpages.com. Uh, there's plenty of ways to contact me. I'm sure you can find one, but check the show notes if you need one and uh, secure your three months of Listen Pages on me. All I ask is that you fill out a survey at the end of each month to let me know how to make it better. That's all you have to do. Use it. 
let it bring you big results and then tell me where it sucks and where I can fix it so I can make it even better for you. You know, win, win, win. And the all wins are for you. Well, no, I'll steal one because we win by creating better software for you. Anyway, that's really cool. So if you didn't check out last week's episode, you definitely should be doing that. I tell you, we've been on a bit of a tear recently with um, figuring out audiences and that kind of thing and how you can make a difference in people's lives the real way. And uh, yeah, I mean, I forgot to finish my other point. I will say that with listen pages, that's why I said that thing about the algorithm. Uh, we've just made the algorithm more refined than ever, and it's going to show you better data than you've ever had before. But anyway, we've moved on. Um, it's like it's like mentally, if I realize I haven't tied that point up, it's just I'll be thinking about it. I'll be laying in bed tonight, wide awake, going, I didn't finish that point. <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. So anyway, uh, Last week's episode was great. If you didn't check it out, you should definitely go back and look at that. I've been saying about how important it is to post to your audience and show them like show them the real you and your scars and all and be the real you. Be open and honest about who you are because authenticity leads to connection and connection leads to true fans. Uh, but today's episode, I just want to talk a little bit about um, the way you should go about posting and how you should be utilizing your temporary content like your stories to um, build connection. Cause I, I don't see a lot of music artists out there using stories the right way. And I want to kind of set a little challenge for you that if you participate in, I can almost guarantee that you will bring more committed fans in. Now, as you know, if you've listened to any of my stuff before, I'm not about gaining, you know, a thousand new fans if they all aren't going to be committed listeners. You have to find highly compatible ones because if you find a thousand people that are only half interested in you that listen to your song twice and then leave, what's the point of that when you could find 50 people that are diehard true fans that'll follow you across the country to watch you perform each day? That's what you want, right? So temporary content is absolutely amazing for building the connection you need to, to transition someone toward becoming a true fan. And a lot of music artists aren't using it properly. Now, I did have a question come in uh, about last week's episode because I keep saying things like be open, be honest, um, you know, be the real you. And I get it. It's tricky. It's tricky to do that because if I say about showing your scars to the world, where do you start? What do you do? Just turn on your camera and just randomly say, hey, guys, let me tell you about something that's pretty personal to me. Obviously, it's I understand it's not that simple to, to obviously you're not going to just do that. Right. So, um yeah, I wanted to answer the question of like, how do I get started in being open and honest? How do I communicate to my fan base? How do I push the real me to my audience? Well, obviously you you should be looking to do it whenever you get a chance to. Like not to make it about me, but just to kind of relate to it. I used to with the podcast, um, like overly edit it. So I would like, at one point I was actually scripting the episodes out and I would write out everything and then I would, <laughs> it was, it took so long. I would have the, the, the script beside me on an iPad and I was doing videos at the time and I would look at the, the line cause I didn't have a teleprompter and memorize it, then go to the camera and then say it and then be like, Oh, I didn't say it right. Oh, I should go again. Uh, so I'd say it again. And I, sometimes I do the same line for like two minutes and then I go, oh, move on to the next one. But then the iPad would have locked. So I'd have to unlock it. And it was the most annoying and frustrating thing. And I was always so annoyed every time I finished a video cause it took me so long to get through them. And that was me not being my real authentic self. Every time I noticed an imperfection, I would um, try to edit it out or go again to make it different. And I started to, I watched those videos and I'm like, that's not me. If someone likes that guy, that, I don't know who that is. That's not who I am. Like I, that's too scripted. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm, I go on 
tangents you know you would know if you're a listener of the show i sometimes i speak way too fast like i i my mind trails off like that's just who i am so by me trying to change that i'm not being real to you guys so i made a challenge to myself of being like no you're going to do the podcast episodes but you're not going to edit it so you're just going to go out there and you're going to talk now you know admittedly sometimes i'll need to edit something out if i think it was completely irrelevant maybe my tangent was too tangenty and i didn't need to say that stuff so i'll edit that out but that's very rare most of the time i just i, I just hit record and uh, i just it just speak for half an hour or so and then you know put it straight up put that you know intro outro on it and put it online and that's what i'm trying to do more of i'm trying to be more authentic as well and i know for a fact that these episodes are doing better because i feel I, I hear the feedback i see the play counts i see the growth it's better this way and this is what you should be doing too is looking at and auditing the way you go about your content and seeing how can I be more authentic to who I am and where am I not being authentic to who I am? So stuff like with your picture captions, instead of just writing like what you've been up to, um, put a bit of your personality into your writing. Don't go over it a hundred times and edit all the words out and make it look like you've just, you know, submitting it for a school essay. Like be, be you, like just, just find opportunities to be you and let like allow yourself to be you. Now, obviously that's not the easiest thing to do at first, but it becomes easier in, with time. Like if you're if you're never someone who has done a radio interview before, and you get sat down in a radio station and they put headphones on you and put you in front of a mic, and it's time to be live on air and talk about your music, I can't guarantee that you're going to feel confident and uncomfortable enough to just be the real you on the radio. That comes with time once you get more comfortable with it, but you'll immediately go to like job interview mode where you sit there and you say, like, yes, okay, I'm going to speak professionally and I'm going to answer these questions. Like, you know what I mean? Like a job interview. But you look at the, you look at the world's biggest music stars. Are they doing that in their interviews? No, they're like being themselves. Even like when you watch rap interviews and some rappers just sit there in the chair and they're like, just like going to mumble under their breath and like barely answer questions. It's like, man, that's crazy. But that's them. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that, that's, that's a crazy choice to be able to, people don't understand you. I mean, if <laughs> I have an Australian accent and I know sometimes people find it hard to understand when I speak fast. Um, so I can only imagine how hard it would be to understand someone that slurry, but you know, at least they're being authentic and you got to give them that. And that's why they've got such big fan bases is because they're being the real them. So you got to do the same thing. I mean, I've just talked about podcasting and radio interviews, but it's not specifically about that. Any interview you get interviewed like four or whatever, any article you have to write anytime you have to like, even being on stage, like talking in between songs. I found when I used to go on stage for a while, I was trying to be someone else. Like I looked to my, when I was like 16, I'd look to my idols and try to emulate them on stage. But then I started realizing just be you on stage because people aren't coming to see an imitation of someone else. They're coming to see you. So be you. And that's the same advice I should give to you as well. But other than that, it's not just about finding and auditing the times that you can look at to be like, you know, how can I be more of me? And also remember looking at it as, are there any times where I'm not being me? Like I'm going out of my way to avoid it and then change that, obviously. One of the biggest ways you can utilize is temporary content. So your temporary content are your stories, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, you can afford for that to be of a lower quality. So of course, keep your feed aesthetic, like in Instagram and any other platform you use that has a feed like Twitter or TikTok even or Tumblr, keep all those aesthetically pleasing that fit your core brand direction, which is something we've talked about a million times, but uh, make sure that fits aesthetically to your chosen 
uh, design rules, I guess, so that it can effectively communicate your visuals to your audience as if it were your music. Um, cause you know, if you can do that, as you know, I've said this a hundred thousand times, but if you are able to effectively communicate what your music sounds like in a visual representation, you'll be able to move people closer toward becoming a true fan without them listening to your music, or it'll make more people want to listen to your music. If your core brand direction aligns with your music, that makes sense. So anyway, because it'll, it'll move them in the same direction, which is really cool. But uh, if you're using temporary content, it, it won't, it temporary content, it won't work as well if you're putting too much work into designing it and like putting too many filters on it or, you know, trying to make it look too, if you put too much effort into your stories, people just scroll on by them because they assume it's an advertisement. That's why if you, um, you might not have noticed this, but a lot of marketers are actually designing ads that look native within uh, Instagram stories, and you will see this more and more. Um, ads ads that look like they are part of the platform. So, if you've used TikTok before, I'm assuming you might have gotten ads for Bumble. Is it Bumble, the dating app? Crazy, because I'm I've been married for years now, and so I'm not their demographic. But their ads actually on TikTok aren't. You know, some ads on TikTok are like you know, just a square picture in the middle and you can tell it's an ad because it doesn't fill the screen properly, especially when after you're scrolling through TikTok and TikTok, a full screen um, 1080 by 1920 video for the vertical video, you get to an advertisement for Bumble, however, if that's what it's called. I feel like an idiot if that's not what it's called. And it's actually a full screen video that looks almost like it's a TikTok. Um, Those ads are going to do way better than just a standard little square in the middle of the screen of a video that obviously is an advertisement that they just that they used on Facebook and just pushed to TikTok. You know what I mean? So native advertisement is going to be way more popular in the future, but you should be uh, using that to your advantage, right? Because if you go, if you think of it the other way around, that's saying that if your content that you're putting up to your followers has too much effort put into it, people are going to assume it's an advertisement because of where we are in the current advertising climate. So you're actually going to get less people looking at them. So go the other way around, be authentic, be natural. You don't have to put much effort into your um, into the visual aesthetic of your temporary content. It's just about the content within it, like the actual heart of the content, the soul of the content. If you can put more effort into that, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like as long as it, you know, as long as it looks half decent, uh, good lighting and stuff like that. But anyway, the question then comes to people saying, "So, what should I post about? How am I just going to get in front of the camera and just start talking about stuff?" Well. I built something specifically for this. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you would know that I brought out a, th- a thing a while ago called uh, 100 Posts. And it was a document that I made that had 100 post ideas for inspiration whenever you feel lost, right? You don't know what to post to your audience. Here's something. You pick one at random. And then I started thinking to myself, pick one at random. Pick one at random. Surely there's something there. Pick one at random. So I'm asking you guys to pick one randomly off the document. I'm like, surely I could make this funner. So anyway, the Listen Pages team, our developers sat down and built this really cool tool called, um, I call it the Inspiratron 5000. I think that's what it's called. Um, but anyway, it's available right now. It's been available for a while. I just think I forgot to tell everyone that it was out. Um, yeah, the Inspiratron 5000. If you go to listenpages.com and in the top in the top menu, you'll, you'll see one called Dopeness. That's where you can see the cool stuff we're bringing out. You'll see the link to Inspiratron 5000. You can click on that or you can just go to, I'm pretty sure that works. Let me check, let me check sorry. Posts.listenpages.com. Takes you straight there. Posts.listenpages.com. And you'll see a, gr- a big green button that says, give me a post idea. So if you just hit that, it'll give you an idea on your screen straight away, inspiration, what you've got to do. Now, what I want you to do, and this is my challenge to you, I want you to go and use this, posts.listenpages.com. 
you know, it's called listenpages.com forward slash give me post ideas, <laughs> but posts.listenpages.com. It's called, uh, so if you go, if you go there and find the Inspiratron 5000, I'm just a silly name we came up with for it. You hit the green button. It's going to show you what to, to promote to your audience. Now these are, there's so many in there. There's over a hundred uh, ideas and bits of inspiration and little nuggets and stuff that I know for sure from, I wrote them by hand from studying the industry, from studying psychology, from studying persuasion, from studying advertising. These are going to be things that are going to move people toward becoming a true fan. So you should be using them. Why aren't you using them? The inspiration is right there. You just have to answer what it says to do. So it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of like a game, like an advent calendar. Each day you open a new one and I want you to post about it in your stories to your audience. Now, you just have to find a way to make it look seamless. Now, I just hit the button there and honestly, the first one I got, I'm not going to try to keep clicking through to find one that they're all great. You know, it's not like I have to click through to find a good one. The very first one I saw says it's it's got a music icon because it's about your music. It says share some exciting news with your audience. So what I want you to do, if that was you, I mean, if that was for me, then that would be fantastic. I would go, okay, you know, hey guys, just want to let you know, this is what we've been building um, with listen pages, you know, obviously not for music, but you could say I'm working on new music at the moment, or I've got a new tour coming up soon. And like, but don't just say it like it's an advertisement, dive into you, the, the story behind it, tell them something that makes them keep wanting to watch. If you, you know, if there's a difference between people scrolling, you think about people scrolling through their stories. You've always got to think about the context that your content is viewed in, but people just scrolling through stories and they get to yours and they're just seeing all these random stories. And you're like, Hey guys, just want to let you know that I've got a tour coming up soon. You should definitely come. That's all you'll, they'll hear because I'll have skipped to the next story, right? That's boring. But if you just be like, man, I tell you, the last week's been crazy. What, why? Because I've just been flat out packing the van because we've got this awesome tour coming up soon. I can't wait. The reason I can't wait is be, because we're going to this venue or that venue or this town. I've always wanted to play there or like tell a story behind it or like explain everything around the main news you're telling them and let them figure out the main news for themselves. Don't just come out and say, this is my show, come to it. Now, that's just one example, but do you see what I mean? It's the same formula. Don't say things like it's an advertisement. Give stories around it to keep people engaged. And by the end of it, they'll naturally want to come off their own decision. One of the biggest things in persuasion and negotiation is that people hate the the feeling of that that they've lost control, like in a situation that they aren't in control anymore. That's why people who come in you know, old school salesmen that are really heavy handed, like used to come in your house to try to sell you vacuum cleaners. That whole bullying method just doesn't work. People just kick people out or leave the stores because no one likes to feel like they're being told what to do. But if you can like plant the seed in their mind to make them feel like it's their decision to do something, you're going to get way more people doing stuff. So that's what you should be thinking. How can I plant that seed? Obviously, it's by talking around what the main core advertisement is, but provide content and stories and all that stuff around it. So I'll hit another one here just to show you. So show me another. What quote do you live by? You know, if I was to do one right now, if you've read my book, you'd know this. The quote by Alan Iverson that says, I don't train to be better than you. I train better. I train hard to be better than me yesterday. And um, that's one of my favorite quotes. Another one that is I love so much is... Um, you don't win a marathon by running fast. You win it by not slowing down. And that's a great way to understand pacing and how you should concentrate on your pacing and the way you move through life. It's just about keeping consistency. It's not about going crazy and tiring yourself out. Or thirdly, I guess my third favorite quote would be, I may not have cut the tree down yet, but every single day I went home and sharpened my ax. Like that's a really cool one too about improving yourself. And I love, I love quotes like that. Um, I have to say though, that quote from last week's episode, 
from Miyamoto Musashi, is that his name? Uh, the samurai from the 1600s. There's nothing that exists outside of the self. Look, you know, it, it can make you better, faster, stronger, or whatever. That one's pretty sick. That's moved up my ranks, but I can't, mem- I can't memorize it yet or I haven't memorized it yet. So I'm not going to say it's my favorite. But anyway, that's just me giving it off the top of my head then. Now, obviously, that wouldn't be my content, me randomly on a story just telling you, hey guys, my three favorite quotes are this. But you would start your, your video of yourself and your story and be like, if you know me, like you'd know that I'm a, a huge fan of self-development, right? And becoming better each day. And there's a quote that I love so much that I've lived by. And I wanted to share it with you guys because I think it might help one of you, right? Just set it up like that. And do you see immediately that allows people to go, oh, there's something in it for me. I always talk about that. What can you, what can you do for me? That's what the audience is thinking. Why aren't you like me? That's why I called last week's episode that you know, <laughs> make it like me, um, make you be like me so I can relate. So what's in it for me? That's what they're thinking. So, so if you can pre-frame or, you know, set up the, the pre part, <laughs> whatever, you know, in the words before the int- introduce, if I could speak English, that part, of, if you can introduce your content with that type of setup, people are going to think, oh, there's something in it for me rather than you just saying, Hey guys, here's my favorite thing. See ya. Cause then it's all about you, you know? So you've got something that you want to share with people. So there's so many here, post.listenpages.com. And um, I mean, I just clicked another one here. Mentally, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and do them all day, but they're just so fun. So that, that was the first two I got. See what I mean? There's no bad ones in here. They can all help people learn more about you, who you are as a person and how they can uh, build more of a connection with you. Stuff like um, music stuff's really cool and that'd be really natural to you, but all the other icons uh, for like your story and your motivation, your personality, and I think your lifestyle are the, the other three. Um, similar to the dimensions of my book, but not exactly the same. Um, the music one, gives it's more about the creative side of things but the other ones are more about you and that second one was a good example of that immediately let lets them to be able to connect to you so if someone's out there you know if if i if i was to do this and talk about self-development they might be like man that's a good quote i really needed to hear that what was that music artist that told me that really good quote the other day oh yeah i should check their music out do you know what i mean you've you've opened that door by creating one piece of content so anyway I just the third one I got there that I just tell you is really cool is a lifestyle one that says choose a listener at random and give them something special and unique. That's such a cool little fun thing. Just randomly pick someone who's been like giving you comments or giving you likes or sharing you or telling their friends. If you notice someone is being a big fan of yours, just do something silly like go on a live stream and write them a song on the spot and make it funny and silly and then send it to them and you know. It, the, even if you made it secret and just sent them a, a private video and said, this is for you. I know you've been doing a lot of work for me and like really helping me out. You're helping us grow this fan base and community. I want to give you something back. Like they're going to tell all their friends and they're going to tag you in it and they're going to put it public and they're going to think that you made their life and you'll have a true fan for life. You know what I mean? So do it. Go to post.listenpages.com. This tool is amazing. It's free. You don't even have to log in to use it. It's completely free for everyone. This isn't just for Listen Pages beta testers or anything. Just go and use it. It's right there. I'm giving it to you. So go and use it. Look at me. I said this episode wouldn't take long and I just looked at the timer and it's nearly been half an hour. My goodness. I think that's a new rule. I can no longer say this episode will be a short one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the I Am Northbound podcast. You made it all the way to the end. I hope you loved it. Why not check out another episode? I'm sure you can find one right below wherever you found this one. But before you do, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And it would mean the world to me if you could either leave a rating and a review for this podcast or share it out to your followers. That act of kindness goes so much further than you may think. It helps me help more music change the world. 